Mr. A here, saying, how y'all doing? Yo! Are you ready to rumble? Or should I say tumble? Cause I don't stumble, I fumble like a cracker fry combo. Standing on the ground, flat feet, burn, coming bombs and trucks, and I'm doing it on my toes. Welcome to the Rumble. We are back and better than ever, helping you stay ready so you don't have to get ready. We don't want you sucker punched, so we're here each and every week helping you keep your guard up. I am Jeremy Lavelle with Gravity Claims Consulting at Claims Coach on Instagram and TikTok, and they just call me the mouth of the South. And alongside of me is our very, very special guest, Hall of Fame inductee, 2023 Innovative Award winner, community manager for Roofer, and the founder of the world's greatest roofer and roofing content creator with more than 400,000 followers, Mr. TJ McCormick, and we appropriately call him Mac Daddy, and the auspiciously <laughs> ostentatious and the seductively splendiferous, the one, the only... Baby cakes, Miss Donna Lavelle. How's everybody doing today? What's going on? Welcome. Hey, man. TJ, awesome. I know that we were just talking kind of off the air just for a second there, man. And all of the things that you've got going on, it is absolutely outstanding. But before we get into all that you've got going um, today, now it is time for interesting facts of the day. Fun facts oh. with baby cakes. Fun facts with ba- baby that's, cakes. That's the new name of the that's segment. The, that's the name of the segment. Fun facts with baby cakes. So here we change. go. You never know. What are our fun facts? So, baby cakes. Uh, the first fun fact is that German chocolate cake was invented in Texas. Did you know? Whoa. That? Really? Yes. Um, it was a Whoa. guy named Sam German, and he was he was a Texan. Um, he created the formula for mild dark baking chocolate for baker's chocolate. You've heard of that, right? Yes, I have. It It doesn't taste very good. Yeah, it's not supposed to. (laughs) So um, in, let's see, 1957, some lady named George Clay or Mrs. George Clay or whatever, she sent the recipe to the Dallas Morning Star, which is also a fun fact. It used to be called the Dallas Morning Star. Now it's Dallas Morning News. Wow, okay. So she submitted the recipe to What's Cooking America, and that's when it became famous as the as german chocolate cake oh okay yep. well i'm glad we now we know that german chocolate cake was invented right here in the great great state of texas yes not to you know as a kid growing up that's the only type of cake that i ever got to eat that was like my favorite and then my mom that's all she ever made yeah. <laughs> and it's the, and it's the and it's the uh it's the choice of most groom cakes all over the nation believe yeah. it or not i think that wow. so there, there you go there you go, German chocolate cake. I don't know how it got that job to be the groom's yeah. cake at just about every wedding, no matter These where you go. Guys like to. chocolate cake, and the, the women want the fancy white one. Well, I don't know why. I don't know why they got to put coconut in German chocolate cake. I know that's a sin. That's that. I, I just don't get it. Anyway, I think uh-huh. that my son would like it too if they, if it didn't have the coconut. I love the coconut. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more fact. Well, guys, we have. Oh, you have one more fact. Okay, yeah. sorry, I one more fact. Let's do one more facts. fact. There we go. Um. Let's see. So, do you know who Marla, Marla Gibbs is? I know the name, and as soon as you tell me who she is, I'll go, I know who she She's is. She's Florence from the Jefferson. I know who she is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she continued to work as a flight attendant for two years after she was cast in that show. Really? Wow. Just in case. Jo- oh, just because she didn't want to leave. Yeah, there you yeah, go. She was. Shows get canceled. Yeah. 
People get canceled. You're yeah. People get canceled these days. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. These days, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. that is so very true. So, so she told that to everybody on in 2015 in a Washington Post interview. Nobody else knew that until then. Awesome. And now you know. Well, now I know. And she knowing is half bullshit. And she can uh, and she can tell me where the exits are. Yes, they're here, yep. here, and here. They're here, here, and here. And um, if we're lost, the, the 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 walkway will be illuminated. It'll be illuminated, and yeah, your seat sure. cushion can be can double as a flotation device. And I would yep. love to. Back see in that. the seventies, they probably were like, "Just don't throw your cigarette butts on the ground." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While we're here for your enjoyment, we're privately here for your safety. Well, they'll light the way. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. To where the fire started. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Or the fire won't be so bad if everybody's smoking anyway. Smoke them if you got them. Yeah, there you go. That's what I say. Anyway, <laughs> that this 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 flight just became smoking because we're <laughs> crashing in a fiery ball into the planet. So, um, guys, <laughs> we have got an incredible show today. I am really looking forward to it. Can it it's going to be kind of all things social media, all things online, and we have appropriately titled this show "The Viral Infection." But we're going to be coming to you in three separate rounds. And when you hear this sound. That means that the round has begun, and when you hear this sound, that means that the round is over. Now, if you hear anything funny or anything clever, it is probably neither me nor TJ. It is Baby Cakes over there twisting and tweaking, doing such a great job producing the show, and we are so thankful to have her each and every day. And I cannot wait to, wait to dig into this with TJ, because um, round one starts right after this. Public adjusters, listen up. It's Jeremy Lavelle, owner of Remedy Claims Consulting, host of the Rumble, and most importantly, your claims coach. Public adjuster training is one of the hardest things to find. Sure, you can take some online seminars, you can show up to conferences, but none of them tailor training just for you until now. Whether you need to learn how to estimate, scope, negotiate, or prospect, I can help you drill down on the skills you want to develop. Maybe you're just starting out and you need to learn the claims process from a to Z, or you're just wanting to help, are you just wanting help on strategy on a specific claim? I can help you find the traction you were looking for and learn how to truly control the narrative in the ever changing world of claims. You can reach out to me directly at 888 596 8772, or you can find me on the web at remedyclaims.com and just click get started. That's 888 596 8772 or remedyclaims.com and click get started. You can even shoot me an email at jeremy at remedyclaims.com. That's J-E-R-O-M-Y at remedyclaims.com. It's time to move your career to the next level. Round one, building a following. Now, TJ, I'm going to be honest with you. I generally start the rounds off. I'm not going to lie to you. This is something that I most commonly, you know, I kind of take a step out there, but I haven't built a following. So I am going to ask you, what did you do? Yeah. How did yeah. you, I mean, were you just the first person on Facebook? Is that how it worked or, or, or whatever? <laughs> and do yeah, you yeah. differentiate yeah. platforms depending on what yeah. it is that you're wanting to do? I'll let you go. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, great question. Uh, thank you so much for having me in. Uh, you know, for the first round here, I don't want to get knocked out. So uh, I'm going to do my best to kill it. So, um, but, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I started uh, on Facebook and MySpace back in the old days, just like everybody else did when when MySpace came out in like 2005, 2006. 
and then also um, the Facebook and then Instagram. And then, you know, here we are now uh, 15 years, 20, almost 20 years later. Wow. Um, and uh, I, a couple of years ago I, on TikTok, uh, TikTok was brand new. Uh, Donald Trump was uh, the president at the time when TikTok was was first coming around. And he made it really interesting for content creators uh, that were brand new people to be able to be paid uh, in order to to go on. So, or, you know, when you created content like sure, YouTube sure. for me was like was like a no man's land. I wasn't into creating long form content, growing a following, learning how to do all the ad stuff right at that moment. Right. So when I first started TikTok, I was finding that there was an online community of people that really enjoyed watching me. And then also, uh, whenever I would go live, would just would just like watch my lives like it was they were watching the news. And so uh, over the first several months of me being on TikTok, uh, late 2020 into 2021, uh, I really tapped into how people were reacting to both the content and then the live broadcasts. And then I just geared it towards those people, which if you've ever heard me talk about it, I say my following is my following and your following is your following. And people follow me because they like something out of me and they'll follow you because they like something out of you. Right. So with that being said, like I, I was just going in and giving them what they were, what they were needing from me, what they were wanting from me, uh, making sure that I was communicating back every time somebody made a comment Every time somebody liked my post, I would go and like their post. And then uh, over time, over the first uh, the first year, I grew very rapidly from zero to over 100,000 followers in the first year. And it was just really just diving in and just, you know, loving people back the way that they were loving me. So after that, um, I've really started to do more on Facebook. Uh, you've seen I've been viral on Facebook. I've created a group that has almost 90,000 followers in that one group. Um, and then uh, I have, you know, Instagram now. I've got the, the Twitter stuff going on and YouTube is really working well for us right now. Uh, but I just learned how to capture that audience attention and have them push that subscribe button. So are you finding that the short form is considerably better than the long form? Because I tend to want to get into long form. That's sort of yeah. my default because I'm a teacher. And so yeah. I don't want to explain something in 60 seconds. I want to right. explain something in 60 sessions. You know what <laughs> I mean? 60 sessions, right, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Well, so yeah, exactly. Um, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I, I've, I love long form content. I think that people should do long form content. If they've never done long form content, like do it once or twice just to see what it's about. But for me, and, and this is for me, uh, short form video content is, uh, is very great at capture. I'm very great at capturing an audience uh, with those short form videos. Uh, and then the more short form videos I create, the more uh, the more that people want to either interact with me. Maybe they want to buy a service that I'm promoting uh, or uh, or just continue to follow and, and be in the shadows. Well, I mean, one of the things when I what I have, I'm very new at this really yeah. and truly even trying to have an online presence. I am incredibly new. 
Um, sure. I would say less than a year old. I probably started like back in the in the fall, really just yeah. trying to um, put some stuff out. And it, it was when I was working with Vince that I started posting some stuff. And I realized, you know what, some of the people kind of like what I have to say. Yeah. But again, yeah. it was long format. And I have just now started trying to scratch at the door of this short form stuff because I'm not real good at it. And yeah. I'm not very funny on camera either i mean right. like standing around in a group of people i'll have everybody laughing and those of you who know me know that's true um right. those of you who don't know me is like there's no way that guy's funny which i think is funny <laughs> um <laughs> but uh <laughs> um i i just the creativity that comes with a lot of this viral stuff that you've done and i'm even like watching the ink guys do a lot of this stuff too yeah some of this creative stuff that's really really funny i just don't i i feel like i don't have the patience for it so in some ways i feel like i'm on the outside looking in and it's not a a, a medium for me what would you say to the guy that's not just really good at that and what is his benefit of engaging in this these social platforms you know um finding uh that let's go back to ink for a second i was going to start off there but but in Ink is great, man. Ryan and Ken are really killing it. I've really got an opportunity to talk to their marketers uh, as well in the past. And uh, they they are students all day long watching uh, other people and how they're creating content. And they're doing really cool stuff. Um, you know, when when people when I was trying to figure out what people wanted from me or what I wanted to give other people was, you know, think about it like this. If I, I was in sales, roofing sales or, or large loss sales, and I wanted to reach people at a different level because usually there either was like a, a somebody blocking me from talking to the decision maker or I was getting a door slammed in my face uh, when I was knocking on the people's door. So if I could reach people authentically while they're sitting on their couch or wherever they're at scrolling their feed uh, and they they like who I am as a person, they would possibly buy a service from me uh, or uh, just buy by pressing that subscribe button. Um, now, you know, today, looking back uh, in hindsight, I wish I would have known what I know now because I might have been a little bit bigger, but I'm still growing. Uh, but uh, all of those people uh, loved me uh, for who I was. If you're in business right now, short form videos are busting out of just they're busting every door down. Reels are um, crazy. They're yeah, going yeah. crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Let let me give you some statistics real quick about uh, what I'm sure. what I've been able to do at Roofer just this past. So I started at Roofer in November uh, as their community manager, and I didn't get the green light to start posting on their social till almost the end of December. Um, and in the past ninety days, we've had just over seven million views on our social channels just from short form videos. That also uh, doesn't include when we first started on social at, or it wasn't that we started on social. Roofer had a decent following, right? They had 8,500 followers on social at, at that moment that I came to work for them. And now we're over at 27,000 followers in just seven months. So wow. it's, it's uh, with what I do for Roofer is I produce what I call roof porn. And I draw roofers into our platform by showing them the same thing that they always want to see. And that's roofs. They want to see more roofing content. They want to see people building or selling roofs. And then once they come to watch my content, I'll throw an ad at them every now and again. And they'll watch my ad because they're already watching my content. So they don't mind watching an ad. So, well, you yeah. know, 
Donna, I, I get what you mean by roof porn because one of our most popular posts was a roof with a dildo on it. <laughs> that was one of our most popular. So I get the roof porn thing. It's just hard to find people having sex on a roof. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mac Daddy of them all. Yeah, you're right. right, right. No, I get what you're saying because I I would call it when I first got in when I first got into adjusting. Now I'm a public adjuster, yep. and that's where I, that's where I kind of live and breathe is sort of on the claims side of things. But yep. I know that public adjusters, I know that contractors. I mean, they're all trying to differentiate themselves, and yep. what an incredible way to differentiate yourself, but with your personality. Yes. That is the way that you kind of tell your story without having to go, I was born a poor white child. You know what I mean? You get to tell your story and people feel like they know you. And now, you know, so as we're building a following, if I'm at square one, what yeah. would you say do? Do I pick a platform? Do I hit all of the platforms? What do we do there? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, let, let's talk about some politics real quick and, uh, and then we'll go into what platform. Right now, there's some stuff going on with TikTok that everybody's aware of, right? Sure. Uh, the, the government's trying to shut TikTok down. Um, res respectfully, I think that it's a lot. It's, it's all to do with China owning it. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some people scared about whether or not their, their data is being sold to China, but your, your data has already been sold to China prior to TikTok. Um, but, uh, with that being said, if I had to go all in on a platform right now, I would choose YouTube. Um, YouTube shorts are really, really growing people fast right now. And you can get monetized very quickly if you can figure out how to engage with other people or to get them to follow you. Uh, where you're able to do the live broadcast, you're still able to do the reels, you can do the long form video, you can do everything that you can do on all the other platforms, but YouTube pays the best. And uh, I'm looking forward to possibly getting Roofer monetized on YouTube very shortly. I have about three more million views I need to get uh, to capture. Uh, but uh, if you're out there just getting ready to start and you're trying to figure out which one is the best one for you, uh, I'd, I'd go with YouTube. Dive into YouTube. Okay, so that's interesting because yeah. here's here. Now, this may be a very geriatric perspective. Okay, so I yeah. want to be clear about that because I am not all things social media. Sure. But that is the one. That is the one. I don't feel like that, and I could be wrong, and that's why I'm yeah. saying this, and I'm and I'm prepared for that. Is that it feels like that possibly our audience, whether it's roofers, public adjusters, they seem to dwell and live on Facebook for the most part, yeah. and getting people over to YouTube because. Our primary focus really and truly for the pain of the claim presents is YouTube. That is where yeah. we started. That's where we live. And then it grows out of that. And so that is kind of the interesting thing because it's not so post friendly. It's more yeah. Video friendly, as opposed yep. to let me put up this fun. Like I was looking at this picture, I just showed Donna. I posted it on my Facebook. It's this floating tent. It's like it's a tent <laughs> that sleeps floor and it floats on the water, and it introduces wow. you to a whole new way to die while camping. So <laughs> <laughs> everybody sleeps with a life jacket on, huh? Right. Yeah. So um, I, you know, it just it feels very Facebook driven. It just feels like the world is more given to Facebook rather than YouTube. So yep. what say you there? Help talk me off the ledge on that one. You know, uh, Facebook's been around for a long time. Uh, Facebook is trying to figure out how to to stay relevant in the marketplace. 
Uh, as you may have seen, they have this new thing that they just started the past few days called Threads, right? Over 30 million people joined Threads in the first few days. Um, when I went on Thread for the first uh, time this morning, it felt like I was back at MySpace again. Uh, but really, uh, Meta Meta has been trying to capture the audience that TikTok and then also YouTube Shorts are doing right now. Not saying that that Facebook is a bad platform; it's a it's truly a great platform. Uh, but for uh, if you're trying to reach a broader audience, uh, there's more people on YouTube, right? Uh, so YouTube also here here's a a, a statistic. Um, what, what do you think the number one platform uh, for children under age 15 is for search? I would assume that it would be YouTube is what I would assume, but I, I, I can't say for sure because yeah. there's so much there's so much there's so much restriction when it comes to Facebook, especially from a parental guidance standpoint. Right. You know, Facebook is a scary place because of predators. I would just yeah. assume that YouTube would have have less predators. And so that's why I would think that that's how I got there. You no, know, TikTok is the number one platform for search under age 15. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, and that's a, that's, that's a real statement. Um, but YouTube, uh, you know, we are, we handed our kids a tablet. Like I have four kids, right. And I've been handing them a tablet with YouTube for years, but my kids, whenever I go upstairs to watch what they're doing or see what they're doing, they're on YouTube shorts. Uh, and I'm like, because I don't let them, I don't let them play on TikTok. Um, but, uh, for, for them, it's the shorts. So, uh, if it's, if, if we're to choose, uh, what we're doing or what the kid, where the people will be buying from in the future, I think that we're, we're going to be faced with kids that have a short attention span and want to buy, uh, from somebody that just gave them a quick 30 second commercial, uh, of something that everybody's doing now. So you think if you're starting out, TikTok is tick, YouTube is where you should focus. Yeah. But for kids yeah. under 15, the, the yeah. TikTok seems yeah. to be the thing that most of them are looking at. So guys, yeah. you heard it yeah. here. If you're trying to build something, open up, open up, open up YouTube and work from there. Let YouTube be on yeah. your hub. Yeah. That's great information, TJ. I I mean that's and I'm kind of glad we stumbled and did the right thing there, baby cakes. You know, yeah. I mean I I like YouTube personally. I enjoy it. It makes sense, but it's it seems very difficult to get followers. And we're going to talk about that um, real soon because that's the end of round one guys. That was super fast. I cannot believe it is already over. And the next round is going to be just as interesting as uh, we get into it because round two starts right after this. One of the most difficult claims you can work is a contents claim. It requires extreme detail and significant documentation. Ricky McGregor with Monarch Claim Services is the expert you need on your side. She will handle on-site evaluation, inventory, photo documentation, pricing, and overall contents claim organization. She will work with your team beginning to end so you can focus on the rest of the claim. Do your client a favor and call Ricky McGregor with Monarch Claim Services. You can reach her at 515-783-1434. That's 515-783-1434 or find her on the web at monarchclaimservices.com. Round two, maintaining a following. Okay, so I've got, I've got 11 people, and what I don't want to happen is to have 10. I want to maintain oh, the 11 man. to 35 that I have, and let me just ask you this. Yeah. 
I know the growth organically is difficult. Everybody says that. Everybody knows that consistency is what matters. I mean, you cannot, I mean, that's the first thing is like, how do I grow a phone? Well, it's consistency. Okay. So we know consistency that's in our hip pocket. You know, what, what comes after consistency? How do we maintain that following? How do we, you know, kind of continue to add what is something that you should expect over time as far as growing this stuff organically? Let, let me tell you something, man. I, I made a mistake. Uh, I, I'm glad that we're doing this topic because I have made the mistake and I've lost uh, at, at one point in, in uh, social media, I lost 30,000 followers and uh, it was from doing something wrong. But, it, you know, in the very beginning, what you're talking about right now, creating consistency in the brand or into the into the social platform, right, where you're posting anywhere from four to six times a day. You're giving people an opportunity to like your content four to six times a day. And uh, what's different about, you know, where where I'm going with social media, with TikTok or YouTube uh, or even Instagram and Facebook reels right now is that just over a year ago, the only place that you could go uh, to get people to watch your content more than what was just going on uh, on your friends feed uh, was TikTok. I mean, YouTube also would show it to other people when they would search for a certain keyword or a phrase and then they would show it to you then. Right. Uh, but with TikTok created the FYP or the For You page, right? And uh, that gave you an opportunity to reach potentially billions of people uh, or over a billion people on just TikTok. Now with Reels and Shorts, they're doing the same thing. So if you're creating that content four to six times a day, it's possible that one person that might have seen one of those videos might not see the other five videos, but those five videos are attracting a certain demographic. Now, uh, when when I started, I couldn't just make roofing content and have people watch me create roofing content. Uh, that wasn't my niche. My niche was variety content, which was just basically anything that was going on in my life at that time that I would put on camera. Um, so like when I started to, to do things differently, back off of the consistency, I changed something in my life. I got a girlfriend. Uh, and just as soon as that happened, man, like people just started running for the hills. And uh, it was it, it was me changing, you know, what I had been doing all along, thinking that I was going to be doing something better. Uh, and then I actually just lost followers. Wow. So yeah. how did you figure out that that's what that was? Did you just go back to doing what you were doing before or cuz I think some of the some of the stuff with your girlfriend's hysterical. So Yeah, now it is. Yeah, now. Uh two and a half year two well not two and a half year, two years ago or so when I introduced Karina to the to the world as my girlfriend, um I had to figure out that you know, one, I was being selfish with the fact that oh my god, I'm losing followers and then Karina's like, "Well, wait, you know, if if they're not going to follow you because of me, you know, what does that say to you about me? Right. So it, she was like, um, do, you, do you love me? Do you support me? Are you going to be behind me? And I was like, yes, that's absolutely what I'm going to do. She's like, well, then those 30,000 women or other people that that left your following because of me weren't your followers. They had a they had a dream or they were thinking of you in a different way. Uh, and then now that you're not who they want you to be they're going to move along. 
And, and that's okay. I've ended up growing back uh, to now over 300,000 followers on TikTok. At that point, I think I was at like 175,000. But then, uh, you know, as I've grown on social media, new things have come up. Um, like, for example, we were talking before the show, like Hurricane Ian, right? Uh, during Hurricane Ian, I gained 35,000 followers in one day uh, just because of uh, me posting videos of being in the hurricane and then also being on live broadcast during the hurricane where people from all over the world were watching Matt Mulholland and I uh, chase Hurricane Ian. So let me ask you this. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to use myself as an example here, and I'm, and I'm a noob, right? You yeah. know? Um, I've got two different types of content that I post. I, yeah. I, I post like public adjuster content, like, Hey, like I'll do a, I'll do a promo for this. And I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff that I've posted. Like well, I did one with TJ Ware recently. Yeah, I did um, see that. Uh, so I, I, I do that kind of stuff. And then I'm also kind of on my own little journey to, to, to fight and defeat, um, procrastination. And I'm kind of, and I'm putting that stuff out there too. So it's yeah. not necessarily should I have different channels, different platforms? Should I just have my own platform? What do you think? Because I'm none of that's funny. Some of it's right. engaging, but it's not funny. It's not entertaining, so to speak. It's just informative kind of deal. So well, the, the the algorithm shows your content to people who are like minded to pe the like. Say you make a content on procrastination, like the the algorithm's going to know what that content is or what it's trying to who it's trying to reach and they're going to show it to just those few people um so make sure that uh if you are creating content that you're creating it on a broad scale instead uh because sometimes those niches uh will get shut down by an algorithm uh especially if there's no more people to show it to so that go ahead i'm sorry no, 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 no. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to understand kind of what, what you're driving at there. I, I, I mean, so, um, you're saying I need to do content that's not necessarily subject related, but more, just more consumable kind of, this is my sweaty face when I'm mowing the lawn kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, something that relates to everybody. Uh, the way that I explain it is, is like, sometimes, um, when we start a, when we start a following, right? Like, Maybe if I started a following today or I started a social channel today and I talked about white wine uh, every day, I talk about white wine and a lot of people uh, love that content. And then all of a sudden, a couple months from now, I decided I don't like white wine anymore. And now I like red wine. And so now I have all of these followers that, that used to like my content for white wine. And now that I've switched to red wine, either they're going to be like mad that I switched to red wine or they're going to also jump on board. But now I have a new following uh, of people that like red wine. So now it's just more than white and red wine. It's wine consumers. So uh, now I'm reaching a broader, a broader base. Well, I, and so I, I, I mean, I only can, create what I can think to create. Right. You know what I mean? It's the stuff that matters to me. And again, I'm more driven to be informative than I am to just open the doors of my life and let people come in, you know, yeah. and, 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 and I come in like Donna is like really good about it. Like she does all kinds of really funny stuff and she peruses and consumes social media so much more than I do. But I want to ask Donna a quick question. It's like, what do you think somebody that's on it? Are you having a harder time building a following? What sort of response are you getting as you're even doing like your melanin collie, um, 
you, your, your melanin colleague posts and channels and feeds. I mean, where, where are you finding the success in that kind of stuff? Um, it, I think it depends on my hashtags okay. for each video. Cause I, I'll reach a different audience when I'm, when I'm doing something a little bit different, I'll put, you know, kind of hashtag whatever it is I'm doing, but then I'll, I'll hashtag the other people that have already been listening to me or watching me. Uh-huh. So I think that's that's my difference. Are hashtags huge, TJ? Is that kind of where you're wanting to define your audience? Yeah. So um, what I t- like, I, t- I teach about hashtags, and usually the first five hashtags are the most important, right? Um, and those are typically things that are involved in the video, and those are the people that are going to be reached. Now, I'll also add, you know, for example, roofer, roofing, roofing contractor, you know, roofer like regular roofer. Um, but those are the reasons that I do that is because when people search for those channels, my videos will also pop up there. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving the SEO to the video uh, in the beginning. And then I'm also in the back end for search uh, for later search. Let me ask you about this in videos. How important is editing? How important when you're creating those shorts, how important is that editing effort? Yeah, um, I, I edit very quickly now on shorts, uh, but there are some times where I'll create a longer form video uh, that might take, you know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe even longer, depending on how creative I want to be. Uh, but uh, editing uh, the hook, the body and the, the closing is, is really important because you only have really seven seconds to capture somebody's attention, actually less than that now. I think it's like four and a half seconds. Uh, to capture the people's attention in the beginning. So if you don't get that hook right away and get them interested in that video, they're not going to watch through the body and they're not going to watch to the closing. Now, typically people only watch my entire videos about 60% of the time. And I still have over 300 million people who've watched my videos. So that says something that even though I'm doing very well and I get millions of views and I get you know interactions from all over the world, it's still only 60% of the time people are watching the video all the way through. Wow. Yeah. Um, do you, so when people engage, I mean, do you, I mean, with four, with 400,000 followers or 300,000 followers, or, I mean, you, you clearly can't talk to everybody. That's why we're so honored. You're here just talking to us right now. Um, I mean, we're very happy to have you. So how do you not disappoint the fans or the followers or whatever the case may be? Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm on my phone a lot. Um, a, like a lot, meaning sometimes 18 to 20 hours a day. And, uh, I try, um, so maybe you've seen recently on Facebook, I've been growing very rapidly on Facebook recently with the way that I've been, in, uh, creating content that people engage with. Now, um, there's still to this day where I'll still have to go in and I'll still have to make comments back to, to almost everybody that makes a comment on a post. Uh, and the reason that is, is because if I don't interact back with those people, they're going to lose interest in me or they're going to think that maybe I, I don't, you know, I don't support them or I don't like who they are uh, or they come up with some other reason in their head to hate me. Right. Um, but really uh, it's, if, if I don't do the things that I need to do to maintain the following, then I'm going to lose them too. Uh, so you, you do need to do everything in your power to make sure that you're reaching out to people that are commenting right now, especially if you're building it from the ground up right now, 
comment back to every single person. If those people feel like they, that you actually like them and are interested in them, they, uh, instead of liking or commenting on that one video, they're, com- they're going to comment on the next five as well. So keep going, keep commenting back. If, uh, and then here's what I'll say about messaging. Most of the time, if it's TikTok or YouTube, I do not respond to the messages. And uh, the reason I do that is because I, I don't know who those people are um, most of the time. Uh, but then, for example, Facebook, like there are times where people will message me and they'll want to have hour, two hour long conversations. And I just have to cut it short and say, hey, we, we have to schedule something in. Uh, or, uh, or if it's just not something that I can be involved in, I'll just let them know. Yeah. It makes sense. Did you have something? Yes. Um, yeah. how do you get people to comment? Nobody ever comments on anything. And, and I, really? I'll even ask them, I'll be like, please comment. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, great question. Um, getting people to engage, uh, is, is the hardest, right? Uh, like commenting, sharing, favoriting, um, uh, reposting, whatever the, the case may be. Um, a lot of times what I would do is I would go to other people's content and I would comment on their posts. That's and then when, yeah. And then once, uh, and once they, they would, uh, they'd see, I'd comment, they'd comment back and then we would create some sort of relationship or online relationship. Um, and then, uh, once I started doing that, they started going to mine and doing the same thing. Okay. Well, I mean, that is, I mean, I, I, I spend a bunch of time. I'm really on just a couple of different forums because I am not a social media consumer by and large. I, well, I'm a consumer. I'm not an engager. That is probably the better way to do it. I lurk, I read, I laugh, I criticize all in my own (laughs) head and I move on and I don't really, I don't really engage with, with different people. I'm very careful on social media by and large. Um, use that phrase. Um, I I am, I am, I am very careful on social media. In fact, when my kids were growing up, I had one rule. uh, You don't go negative on social media ever, 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 ever do not go. And, and I'm talking like my daughter one time posted on her page that she hates Mondays. And teacher saw her Twitter feed. Now this is Twitter. Saw her Twitter feed said, I hate Mondays internalized that took it personally and accused her of bullying. Oh my gosh. A teacher. Because her you know, class was on Mondays. Well, I mean, because her class, she was she had block scheduling, her class was on Monday. It's a true story. That is yeah. absolutely true. And I said, I told you, don't go negative on social media ever. And that yeah. has always sort of been my rule. I don't get in there and criticize. I try to be as soft, you know, I will constructively criticize, I will redirect, I will try to offer something. But I have found some of the most engaged, engageable content happens to be the polarizing stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and so what do you say about that? I mean, do you at any yeah. level try to be polarizing or do you just try to be Santa Claus all the way through? <laughs> uh, no, yes and no. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll give you a, I'll give you what I what I what I, I teach. Um, and what I teach is, is like, hey, look, you know, stay out of the divisiveness of politics in the world today. Right. Um, you can you can get yourself in some really big trouble by uh, inserting uh, your foot into your mouth when you didn't mean to, or, or maybe you did mean to, but, uh, people will like what we said, cancel you or try to cancel you. 
uh, for for getting involved in something with with a following as large as mine. Something that I can't do is I can't get involved in politics uh, with gender orientation, sexual orientation, uh, homosexuality, the those things. Uh, I can't get involved uh, with anything regarding religion um, because the, if half of my following uh, is for it and half of my following is against it, I'm still putting people against each other. Um, sure. But uh, but Roofer has a, uh, you know, we have a policy of not uh, not attacking other people uh, and always being friendly. And that's worked very well for us as a corporation. Um, now, me as a human being, I, I am very outspoken. I was a police officer for 14 years of my life. Um, and uh, there are things that I just see sometimes that people do. Like there's some stuff going on in the roofing industry right now that I'm just absolutely appalled by. I, I'm not going to go into exactly what it is that I've seen. I'm sure that everybody at home that might be watching this or even you guys and understand and seen it these past few days and these past few weeks. Um, it's not okay uh, to bring people down or try to tear people down uh, and then to cause uh, people to be divisive amongst an industry. Um, sure. We have to be positive and we have to bring this industry up or else our consumers will never buy from us and they're never going to trust us. I could not agree more. Yeah. That is so, so true. I, I, and I'm obviously I'm not going to call out any names here, yeah. but it, it always seems like it's the, it's, it's that, it's that silent. It's it, well, not silent, not at all silent. It's that m minority that can be very, very loud and very, very annoying and very, very divisive. And they're always yeah. trying to get a rise out of somebody in some kind yeah. of way. Before I wrap this round, I have just one last question. Can you give us yeah. some of the apps possibly that you use for editing and yeah. how you can uh, kind of dress up your, your, your videos a little bit? Yeah. So I only use, uh, so, well, I use the applications uh, editing tools themselves uh, sometimes or if I'm trying to create content that goes on all of the platform, the only editing tool that I use is CapCut. CapCut. Okay. Yeah, CapCut um, is owned, it's owned by TikTok uh, and ByteDance, uh, but it's the best editing tool I've ever used. Okay. Can, all I, right. can I insert something just real sure. quick? Go right ahead. You said th that minority. You meant the minority. The minority. Yeah. The minority. You I said the minority. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Whatever. I, just I, clarifying that. <laughs> um, well, I, it's just you've always got somebody that, like, I'm just going to give you an example, you know, right. as we wrap this round up because it's important to me, and I and it and it's something that I'm not afraid to be polarizing here. But when we first started our public adjuster business, we were trying to build out our system. And one of the things that we needed was a list of carriers, contact phone numbers, you know, generic email addresses, you know, claims at State Farm Claims or whatever, that kind of stuff. And so Donna went on to a page well, that will remain nameless and asked the question. And she got responses like, well, I got my list from 30 years in the business. You know what I mean? And, right, right. and what are you even doing this if you don't have this? Already? Yeah, if you don't oh, have yeah. this, why are you even in this business? That kind yeah. of vitriol, if you will. Yeah. And, and and I mean, that just disgusts me to the core. Yeah. You know, and especially those, those type of people you can never please. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. They're going to find fault in anything. But I mean, I just, and as, you know, because, 
the pain of the claim has a a page on on Facebook that you should go join and and engage on because guys we're there to answer questions. That is really the reason that we created it. And Donna also put some really funny stuff on there. So it's quite entertaining and it and it's there for you to ask your questions. And I realize please engage. There's a ton of forums out there that you can go ask the same question on, but please, you might get a collective of answers that really help you drill down on what you want to do from a strategic standpoint. Whether you're a contractor or a public adjuster, an independent adjuster, a homeowner, whatever the case may be. Um, those are, I mean, I would, I would avail myself of all resources. It's absolutely, it's absolutely safe there. It is. I have and zero time. I will, I will, I will boot you off if you see, if you say I hate Mondays, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, I, just, I just don't want people to be afraid to ask a question right no matter how we all had the same question at some point no matter yeah. how rudimentary you may think it is it's not rudimentary to the guy that doesn't have the information we can't know anything unless we've been taught and yeah. and yeah. and i it, and there's a statistic out there that is a high percentage number of most of the stuff that you know and I don't want to put a percentage number on it, but a vast majority of the stuff, you know, is just something somebody told you once. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's, and it, and it's crazy. Well, guys, we're going to get into a little bit more of this social media and round three and how we use this influence and round three starts right after this. When choosing someone to help with your online marketing, make sure you go with someone that has years of experience. Our good friend Sally at Thrive has over 20 years of digital marketing experience. She can build you a beautiful 15-page sleek, interactive website, post on your social media platforms multiple times a week. She can do a video, an amazing CRM to manage and uh, maintain and nurture your clients, text, email marketing, review generation, a business listing on 60 plus search engines, including free voice networks, appointment scheduling, estimates, invoices, payment processing, and more. She will also create for you on, uh, on Google, a Facebook page, in Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you need these for your businesses, she'll, she'll help you create those pages on all of those sites. If you already have these pages, she'll optimize them for you as well call or message sally today if you want to get started you can reach her at 214-789-1651 again her name is sally brigance her number is 214-789-1651 and uh, you'll also get a landing page the day you sign up when you send her a referral that signs up with her she'll credit your billing account logos are also available um and she also offers a lead generation service and seo search engine optimization where she can uh, guarantee you to appear on the first page of google or your money back it is spelled t-h-r-y-b and you can find my good friend sally brigance and that's spelled s-a-l-l-i-e brigance b-r-i-g-a-n-c-e and she can be reached once again at 214-789-1651 Round three, how and when to use your influence. <laughs> 
So again, I defer to you because I don't have yeah. a ton of it. You know, I am trying. I mean, one of my giftings is 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 an influencer. I took the uh, the culture index, and one of my top giftings is an influencer, which is the reason I have leaned into this. You know what I mean? Like this is something that I feel like it matters. I love uh, I love the idea of having influence. You know what I mean? And I don't yeah. know if everybody loves that idea. I personally do. So how do we manage that that superpower, if you will? Influence is like a superpower. Um, let me, let, let's talk about something that, you know what, we can talk about all of There's going to be a lot, right? We'll talk about anxiety. We'll talk about depression. We'll talk about happiness. We're going to talk about all of that in this round. <laughs> <'Cause>, yeah. uh, <laughs> because truly... Uh, I never once in my life, two and a half years ago, two years, seven months ago, um, would have thought that I would have any type of influence at this type of level, right? Um, I never had taken any classes on influencing. I'd never, I still to this day haven't. Um, and I've learned all of the good things, all of the bad things, uh, all of the things that we take to heart, or maybe we we don't take enough heart to. Um, so. You know, recently um, I posted a video. It's it's currently going viral right now. I think it's at nine hundred thousand views on TikTok. Um, and I was trying to use my influence uh, to show people that I, there was a guy on an airplane that was sitting next to me who overdosed on pills, right? And uh, so it, during this time that I'm on the airplane. Um, we were told that we weren't allowed to get close to the man. We weren't allowed to help him, right? Unless we were a doctor or a paramedic or something. Uh, but one of the things that struck struck out to me uh, was the fact that the airlines don't carry Narcan on, on an airplane. Wow. And really? so, yeah. So for me sitting there as an influencer, I'm thinking to myself, you know, excuse my language, what the fuck is going on around here that we can't have a $20 bottle that can save somebody's life while we're in the air, um, that we squeeze into this guy's nose and then he's okay. And then he comes out of it and we don't have to land this plane right in the second. Right. Um, but, uh, I, I used it in that manner showing the video of the guy, you know, uh, absolutely. He wasn't going crazy per se, but he was in his own world and then he passes out onto the, onto the seat. Um, and then by the time that the plane, you know, we get him off the plane, he's purple, not breathing. And, uh, and I, I tr attempted to use my influence in that way. And I'm still trying to, mm -hmm. now there have been other things like, uh, I made videos during COVID, um, in reference to, uh, getting the, getting the shot. Right. And, um, Millions of people watched those videos and, and they saw the influence that I was having. But there was so much negative connotation, again, from both sides, maintaining the following, but also making everybody happy on both sides. Uh, and and I've, I've tried to use the influence for the best right now, currently with, you know, me going out with Rise of the Roofer Road show and being the host of that show, the way that we've built the curriculum. That's the type of influence that I want people to see. Right. Other leaders getting an opportunity to present themselves to the world to show them what they're made of. Now, in regards to social media and being a leader on social media or an influencer there, like Again, you can you have to be careful of what's divisive and what's not and what people uh, people see uh, on video versus what's really happening. Sure. It, 
it's it's so different like me having a great meaning or uh or wanting to to do something well, good for the world people still see it as something totally different well you know that's i'm going to i'm going to dive back into my history yeah. a little bit yeah. um um in a former life i was yeah. involved heavily in extreme sports yeah. And this is basically at the dawning of social media and actually a little bit before because it was right about MySpace time is where because right. everybody had a MySpace at this point in time. And I think my Facebook, my Facebook, I joined Facebook in 2009. And okay. so um, Facebook, Instagram, that kind of thing. And, and I it, it, and I have always been open to social media, obviously, because I found yeah. it really interesting um, as a platform because I'm sitting here essentially doing a radio show. Now, I'm, right. I'm going to tell you that there is not a single radio station in this city in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex of six million plus people that are going to call me up and go, hey, Jeremy, why don't you come do an insurance radio show? You know, right. but it gives me this platform to to broadcast it. And you know what? People listen to it. People yep. actually take some time and listen to it. Now I, I'm not, and there's a good, if you look at the number of people that listen to my show, we'll tell you why yeah. radio stations are not calling me up and asking me to do a show. Um, <laughs> there's a reason I don't do daily show, but back at, in a former life, I was, I was very involved in extreme sports and I had a, um, I had a, a skate shop, wakeboard shop. Um, we sold the apparel like Hurley and Quicksilver and Roxy and that kind of thing. And um, I was I was very involved in my church. I was the youth pastor at my church at that point in time. And uh, I had a lady walk through the door and goes, and we're just playing XM radio, Sirius XM radio over the speakers or whatever. And um, she walked in and she didn't look at a thing. It wasn't like she looked at a T-shirt or went over to the shoes and looked at all of the different things that we had. She walked in, opened the door, beeline to the counter that I'm standing behind, walks up and goes, I thought this was a Christian store. <laughs> oh, and no. I was like, um, well, it's a skate shop. So I don't, I mean, we don't sell Bibles or anything, you know, right. but, but, you know, I'm the youth pastor at this church and, and, and she goes, she goes, well, why are you playing rock music if this is a Christian store? And wow. I'm like, I realized at that point in time, um, in the words of Taylor Swift, haters are going to hate, 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 you know? And I mean, and there's no way to please everybody. And to be honest with you, that's not somebody that I really am trying to influence. Although I hope I do at some point in time that right. they realize that their morals can't be put on everybody else. Their opinions and their thoughts are not always going to be subscribed to by everybody. And, and I, and I think that it's hard when we, try to differentiate. And that's why I'm so careful about what I put out online because right. I don't want it to be over polarizing. And the thing that I tell Don all the time is like, I just don't think anybody would care. And yeah. they do. But they, they do. do. And I and look, I have been proven wrong time and time and time and time and time again. I put a yeah. video up last night that the closest thing that I've ever seen to viral, it was at 100 views. And then an hour later, it was at 500 views. Now, I know that's I know good. that's a that's a nothing burger compared to what you put out there. I mean, before no, you're man. done posting it, 500 people have looked at it, but I could not believe how quickly it went up. And my Facebook following has has exploded over the past um, over the past 
six months, I would say. I'm 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 yeah. very interested in it, but I want to use my forces for good and not for evil. Yeah. You know, and I and I'm more education driven. And I do, and that's what I want to spend. That's what my runway looks like as as I as I ride off into the sunset. I want to do it training contractors and adjusters and restoring the power back to the contractors and helping them understand how this insurance process works. You know, and the difference yeah. between when a carrier wants to make a coverage decision versus a business decision, you know, and those kind and how we combat that and work with those kinds of things. But knowing what is good and what is not good to post and what your influence is, I that's yeah. got to be a huge weight of anxiety that rests on your shoulders. And how do you manage that? I'm rethinking yeah. one of mine. You know, um, I, uh, I've not been well recently. I don't know if maybe Donna or maybe you've seen. You, you know, mentioned I've, something, but yeah. I, that's not why I brought yeah. this up. I wasn't yeah, trying yeah. to. Anything. No, I, I, I wanted to go into this a little bit because I, I want to talk about it out loud because um, anxiety, uh, depression, panic attacks can even happen to the happiest of people. The people bring in the most positivity to the world. Uh, like you said, the the weight of the world is on your shoulders when you have so many people looking up to you. Um, and, uh, not saying that the, the anxiety that I've been feeling recently is from that, but it's a huge, uh, it's a huge part of it. Um, one is, is that I, I probably don't get enough rest, uh, and, uh, put my phone down enough to, to separate myself from that world. But I feel like a huge responsibility on the other side is that I let people down if I don't keep creating the content that they love from me, uh, and, and also still, creating uh, content, like you said, that could be divisive or could break us up as a human race or even like as an industry, uh, it weighs on me heavily because uh, the whole reason I created World's Greatest Roofer was because there wasn't anybody out there really promoting a positive image of what a roofer really was. Um, there's a lot of people out there showing people dancing around on roofs, maybe doing drugs, fighting, you know, showing disdain between each other. But there was nobody out there actually saying, hey, come on, guys, let's come together. Uh, you know, roofers aren't really as bad as what you've been told. Um, and uh, and still today, like I, I face it every day when I have to make a decision of whether or not what I'm going to say, a comment on a post. Maybe if somebody comments on my post and what I say back to them, like I. I, I say this, uh, like when I got to 200,000 followers, I stopped caring what other people said. Right. Uh, but that's not true, really. In, in the grand scheme of things, I care about what How people say. Yeah. How yeah. Could but, you? you know, yeah. Right. right. But if it's one person that's never met me, that's never watched my content before, and they're trying to judge me off of that one piece of content, that's what I meant by that. But, uh, but as a whole, as an influencer type uh, or public figure, like I, I think about it uh, on a grand scale all the time. Like you can say one wrong thing and be canceled tomorrow, uh, or you can say one right thing and you can have millions of people watching you tomorrow. So, sure. So, I mean, yeah. On, on the question, on the question, and and this is going to come off loaded and I certainly no, don't please. mean for it to be a loaded question yeah. because it's not, it is. I, I know that a lot of people want you to either a mention them yeah, or, or tag them or something like that to help yeah. boost their following, endorse them, if you will. Right. How do you manage those sorts of requests and that sort of effort when you get, when, when somebody asks for it? 
Yeah, like uh, nowadays, um, if we're friends uh, or if we're working together on something, like I do it automatically, right? Like uh, it's like I I don't ask for money from people any longer to promote their businesses uh, if it's something that I believe in. If it's not something that I believe in, we're going to, you know, we'll have a conversation about why I don't. Excuse me. Um, But uh, most of the time, if somebody's like, hey, can you can you mention us? Uh, I'll be glad to. Um, but it's the people that that I don't like I said that I don't uh, that I don't either don't know enough about their business or I don't know enough about them. Or maybe I've heard some things that might be uh, wrong with those people is when I uh, when I question whether or not I should do it. Um, yeah. Do you remember what you said when I when I asked you if you would post the link to one of our episodes? Um. I'm not. I don't know if what I said. What did I? Do you remember what I said? Yeah, you said you said I don't know you, and I I have a lot of followers. Obviously, I want to be yeah. careful what I post. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, I yeah. No, exactly. Fair. That that's exactly what I said. I, I'm I'm not rude to people. I just I want to make sure that people know, like, uh, that I want to get to know them first, uh, and yeah. to to work together with them because, like, if if you post something uh, that might not be um, great tomorrow, uh, then I might get, you know, somebody might say something to me or they might, uh, put me together with you. And, uh, and yeah, I always yeah. just am really, you know, worried about, uh, who I'm helping and, and how it's uh, being perceived. Yeah. Well, we're very honored to have you on the yes. show. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't yeah. tell you. I'm so glad you're well, here. I hope We've you had an opportunity to get to know each other, Donna. We've had more messages yeah. than that since the and yeah. and you know um and I've also get, had an opportunity to see the type of people that you're having on your show, um and, and that's that's where it's different now. It's like you know uh, sometimes I might not see you yet, but once I see you and you're on my radar, that's a different story. Yeah. Well, um. Let me ask you just this one last question in a little bit of time that we have left. What do you do about hacking? Do you know what I'm saying? Is there something that you do to prevent that? Because with 400,000 followers, I mean, it's not hard. I mean, I'm assuming that there's, you know, TJ official or some people that try to to clone your account or whatever the case may be. I'm probably using all of the wrong words. And it's all of those have happened. Yeah. So so, what do you do to combat that? So, um, I, uh, well, for one, um, I go through GoDaddy for my websites and and all of those things. And I have like the, the $150 a week package for security on websites and things like that. Right. Um, but, uh, for, for my phone, uh, I, I definitely, uh, don't let too many people hold on to my phone. Um, uh, but also my email addresses or anything where a second or third party authentication can happen. Um, because I'm, I'm scared somebody's going to get in there and try to delete my account, right? That's the biggest, that's the biggest scare that I have is that somebody gets a hold of my account and deletes it. Wow. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is is there so is it, it's just vigilance is what you're telling me it's just straight up vigilance and paying attention and watching it so yeah, yeah hyper vigilance yeah um, like I, uh, I've, I've had clones i've had people try to reproduce me on social media i've had people actually change uh create email addresses that were similar to mine 
um, when I would have TJ at world's greatest roofer.com. Right. And I actually had people go in and create TJ at world's greatest roofer.com, but switch a letter around uh, and then email on my behalf instead of me uh, or try to accept money from people uh, and say, Hey, you need to send the money here instead of here. Like that's, that's, that's happened. So it, and the FBI was involved, like, uh, stalkers, uh, there, there's, wow. yeah, there's people all over the world that have, like, I get a notification for, uh, about fraud, uh, at least once a week, twice a week. So, wow. He doesn't know. Yeah. The stuff. So as, 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 as attractive as it sounds to have as many followers as you do, man, yeah. it must come with a lot of pressure and not just yeah. pressure, but responsibility and hypervigilance yeah. to maintain those sorts of things. I yeah. golly, that is, that is incredible with we more learned a lot today. Yeah. yeah. I mean that we put in a lot. And so I'm going to do, and that'll close out round three. I cannot, it was like drinking out of a fire hydrant yeah. with you, TJ. I, I can't tell you how awesome it has been to have you on the show. Do you have any final thoughts or anything like that you'd like to share with the rest of us? You know what? Um, we have a couple more events that, uh, if you don't mind me doing a quick plug. No, no, plug away. All the plugs yeah. that you want to plug. I, I've got like the huge power, uh, like the the huge power strip, so you can plug as much as you want to plug. <laughs> I just want to say this yeah. episode's coming out on the 26th. So. 26th. Okay, so yeah. it'll be, uh, you know, well, so uh, Roofer and, uh, and my, well, Roofer, uh, as a company, we've been putting on this event um, across the country. Uh, we have a couple more shows. Uh, by the time this comes out, uh, we'll be past those two shows. But we're going to put on four more in the fall. And uh, the whole premise behind it is to, to for sales, marketing leaders uh, to learn uh, from industry leaders in their region uh, and not just people that are always on a stage uh, across the country somewhere. I really wanted to make sure that we're we're showing we're showcasing people that are doing something great for their community or something great for their company or their employees uh, for other people to see and, and put that on display versus the same people like I just said that are constantly talking. Now to get to my final thought is like we were talking about earlier. You have a responsibility when you're on social media to make sure that people uh, will are receiving a positive message from you if it's in regards to your industry work that you're doing. So if you're out there doing other things or you're making disdain or you're making a fight between other people, you're not promoting positivity amongst one another. And you're definitely not bridging the gap or building that bridge between people uh, to stop the competitive nature of this industry and bringing people together as a whole. Man. Rewind and listen to that again. <laughs> I don't say that often, but rewind and listen to that again. If you, I have never heard a more significant charge given to the masses. And, and I hope a lot of people listen to this episode because there's so much more than how to in this episode. There is, there is a lot of, there's, there is just a ton of, of, of morality kind of behind what it is that you do a lot of moral imperative that comes in and how you approach this and the weight and the responsibility that comes with it. Um, yeah. on that event that you're doing, you're doing some in the fall. What is the yeah. name of the event? How do we sign up yeah. for it? Who's it for yeah. that kind of thing? If you can plug some more, that'd be great. Yeah. Public adjusters, roofer. I mean, mostly for roofing companies, but you know, I support the public adjusting uh, world uh, pretty strong. 
Uh, I run the public insurance adjuster forum and I also work together with public adjusters out there. But uh, truly, um, we, we're out there trying to put bring people together uh, from our industry, from all aspects. Uh, you can go to roofer.com forward slash rise uh, and it's roofer, R-O-O-F-R.com forward slash rise, R-I-S-E. And uh, you'll be able to see the new stops that we come up with. Uh, we haven't uh, announced the four new cities that we're going to go to just yet, but we're working on that. Um, and uh, you know what? Um, it, it doesn't matter if it's a supplier, uh, a technology company, if it's a roofer. We want to we want to talk with you. We want to meet you. We want to shake your hand and, and be a friend with you guys as well. So uh, come out. It's only twenty five dollars. The reason we chose twenty five bucks is we just wanted to make sure you're going to show up because we give you some of the best food that you're going to eat probably all week. And that's some of the comments that we've gotten is we put on a, a an amazing event and the networking uh, is uh, is incredible. Have you been to Dallas already? Uh, we haven't been to Dallas. We just left Houston a couple weeks ago. Well, Dallas is Dallas, like the roofing capital of the world, man. Come yeah. on, uh, you, you know gotta, what? Uh, you come here. <laughs> I think I think that we're we're considering Dallas, and then also uh, there's a spot in New Jersey, and then maybe a couple of others. Okay, well, I mean, if you uh, keep us posted on that, yeah. let us know. Uh, we're going to go ahead and put that roofer.com, r o o f r dot com forward slash rise that's going to be down in the comments so that you can go ahead and click on that keep your eyes peeled for the new locations that are going to be coming out once this episode is published um guys it has been an absolute pleasure tj thank you again and uh we will be back next week but in the meantime stay ready so you don't have to get ready and we will see you on the next one Yes, we're coming up, don't even try to diminish it. I won't start it, but I damn sure will finish it.